Hello everybody, this is Rafael Davidovich and welcome to Explorations. In this class today, this podcast, we will be summarizing and offering a little bit of insight on Sefer Shoftim, Perak Bays. This is the Book of Judges, Chapter 2. Here we discover the most difficult thing about not having your, your uh, situation as it should be. If you remember what I said in the previous classes, the Book of Judges is about the slow and gradual growth of Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, over the course of more than three and a half centuries. And when people grow slowly, and when nations grow slowly, this means that there is a cyclical nature of one step forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. And sometimes one step forward, two steps back. And here we have the beginning of chapter 2 telling us about a servant, a messenger of Hashem, here called a Malach Hashem, even though most understand that it is not a reference to what we would call an angel, but to a prophet. And this prophet is sent by Hashem to tell the people that Hashem is disappointed that the events of chapter 1 transpired, namely, that they did not finish the job of wiping out the people who are living in the land. And I think this is always the situation. What I mean by that is that, on the one hand, historically speaking, it would have been better for an utter genocide to have taken place in the Holy Land. That is what Hashem asked for. However, as human beings, we found this extremely difficult to do, and we simply could not pull it off. They pulled off the military killings that take place in wartime, but they could not take the next step. And this is understandable. Moral people have this difficulty to see the objective value that might exist in wiping out people who would pre present a historical disaster sometime in the future. So here we are, and this prophet tells them that Hashem is disappointed that they have not done this. And we have a callback in this chapter to Yehoshua. Yehoshua comes back, suggesting that chapter 2 is a little bit of a mixture of events that took place after Yehoshua's death, but also events that took place before Yehoshua's death. Meaning, as we spoke about extensively in our multi-part series on the book of Joshua, that Yehoshua's achievements did not last his entire lifetime, that it was even before he passed away that he let go, and the Jewish people disintegrated into a form of confederation. But what that means is that the Jewish people could not hold on after Yehoshua's death and the people who were the elders immediately after Yehoshua's death, and they reverted to forms of Avodah And we might look at this chapter and say, oh, why did you do that? Why couldn't you do any better? Why did you serve all the Baalim, the Baal gods, and Ashtaros? Why did you do that, Jewish people? But you have to remember that the Jewish people had grown over the course of hundreds of years in Egypt and were the result of an ethnic group that was from the days of Avraham and predating Avraham by centuries, in which idol worship and paganism was their way of life. So to merely go through 
a few military victories over the course of a a couple of decades and then expect everything to go smoothly afterwards is unrealistic. And this is, after all, as I said, what Sefer Yoshua is all about, how the growth would have to take place gradually. And we are given the key to the whole rest of this book by telling us the nature of this gradual growth. The nature of it is that the Jewish people would fall into bouts of paganism, based, of course, on their relationships with the nations that they refuse to annihilate. And as a result, the Jewish people would suffer militarily and their communities would suffer. And then Hashem will send a leader. This is why this is called the Book of Judges. And the leader would lead them, not just in a military sense, but would restore their relationship with Hashem. But then, when that judge's term of office was over, slowly the Jewish people would revert to the paganism that they were more used to, until another judge would come. So chapter 2 is fascinating. We don't really have this in any other place in Tanakh, where it is so clearly given to us, this key to the rest of the book. The rest of the book will tell us about many of the details of that process, but this is the cyclical process that will occur over the course of the next uh, 18, 19 chapters or so. All right, thank you all for listening. That is the conclusion of our summary of chapter 2. Have a wonderful day.